Testing, testing. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode, the 43rd episode of the Dare Show podcast, where I want to dare you look at things through a different perspective, a different point of view, which is my point of view. Uh, What's going on? I'm so excited to be back. What are they? What is in church? Glad to be in the service. Um, yeah, you can follow me if you'd like to at my love money tonight. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm not giving that name out. Uh, you can leave a comment on my YouTube page. My YouTube page is the Dare Show Podcast. Um, yeah, the pot, the YouTube page is like Patty LaBelle heavily based. Um, some rare stuff, some really good stuff. I tried to, when I was uploading stuff, I wanted, like, stuff I had never seen before. Like, it's so annoying, like, when people upload the same thing over and over and over. And sometimes I still do get views. Um, what do I want to talk about? Oh, this podcast, you know, is, like, music. I have tons of music reviews. I have, I mean, album reviews, songs, I talk about music all the time, I rant sometimes, and then I rave sometimes, and then there's me uh, talking about pop culture and stuff, which I have a little bit of today. So, let's get it popping and started. I cannot believe Love for Sale debuted at number eight. Yeah, Love for Sale... The album I've been talking about with Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga for a couple of months now. The anticipated, I don't, I guess it's not that anticipated anymore. The last, like all of her previous albums have really come in at like number one or like number two or something like that. This is her first album that has it. It is like, oh my gosh. Number eight, you guys. <laughs> So I went to go look and see what were the other albums and look at the charts a little bit. And first of all, Billboard is trying to charge you for looking at um, charts that they don't have posted or like they don't use. First of all, it's hard to like, I'm like, you used to go to Billboard, right? Billboard.com and click like a link, click a, the little contents, table of contents, and you would be able to like, see uh, the R&B charts, the pop charts, the R&B hip-hop charts, the dance charts, the country charts. Now it's just like maybe like six charts that they can, that they'll let you look at. And then some of those charts you have to like subscribe to their OnlyFans to uh, see the charts. And I'm like, what the hell? Why do I have to subscribe and pay money to see a fucking chart? So I'm like, well, how are these other people looking at charts? But anyways, I went to see the top 200, which is the album charts, and Taylor Swift was number one, I think Drake was number two, Little Nas X was number three, and after that, I don't remember. I was surprised Taylor Swift was number one. I guess she is still continuing to re-record her... um, her albums that 
well, I think pretty much all of her albums at this point that were um, a part of that deal that her that Scooter Braun bought from her old record label, the Masters and Mixes, the, the original Masters. Um, I'm sure they're not going to sell like that, but still to have like continuous number ones on these like same but different album is pretty pretty remarkable to be honest but the thing is like so like so many things like later in the show i'll talk about um jesse nelson and Nicki minaj's song boys and it's like maybe it's just my timeline but like nobody's talking about this kind of stuff like billboard wasn't talking about taylor swift i haven't seen an article about taylor swift becoming number one again re-recording her album or little nas x having i think his he debuted on like number two or something like that nobody's what was the number one i think it was like number two nobody's talking about that they're always talking about like random pop culture stuff like billboard they'll post articles about stuff that happened like two three weeks ago and i'm like who's over there running shit i don't get me started because i can run it which i'm gonna have to pay like bird is talking about he wanted to be paid um but i'll talk about bird in a few seconds also but I was very surprised, and I think a little, I, I, I re- quote, quote, retweeted it, um, my surprise, my shock at Love for Sale being debuted at number eight, and they were like, like, it's only going to go down from there. Down in a good, bad way, not down in a good way. I don't think it's going to go anywhere from there. Um, one of the monsters was like, I didn't really understand what they were saying, but they were like, they didn't want us to, they're, they're trying not to get us to stream or something like that. Anything after Chromatica. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it just kind of goes to show low key. This low key was not the best idea. Um, even though, you know, at this point, Gaga and Tony aren't doing it for chart success or sales or accolades or anything. At, th- at this point, I believe, you know, she's doing this out of, you know, purity of her heart and her word to Tony that she's like, okay, we can make, we'll make another album, another jazz album. I'm just very, I was kind of shocked. I was not expecting it to be that low one thing i was also shocked at is if i never if i didn't love you i'd be good by now you know the song um it was like the song of the week i don't know what the song of the week is for this week maybe boys if you guys really care i really don't care um if i don't if i didn't love you by jason aldean and carrie underwood it was like number 16 or like number 18 or something like that. Top 20 on the Billboard Hot 100. I was like, oh, we over here making some moves with Carrie. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I was really shocked at that. That was really cool news to see. Madam X, you guys. Okay. I have a couple of things about Madame X, aka Madonna. So, Madonna released this album called Madame X in 2019, right, like, right before the pandemic, really. Um, but she was on a tour during the pandemic, 
and I had to like cancel, right? So, Madam X, the album Madonna put out, which is like not my favorite album by her. In this time period, I love um, <laughs> what am I trying to say? I love Rebel Heart. Rebel Heart is such a good album. I really enjoy Confessions and then Hard Candy. I absolutely adore Madonna's live albums and how she remixes the old songs and sort of like even remixes the old songs into the new songs sometimes or does like these old jams or like just remixes. Yeah, completely remix the old jams and make them bop. Bops, bops. They're incredible. I love her live albums. So I was not as much as I did, wasn't excited after I heard Madame X. Wait, is that what the album was called? <laughs> was she was supposed to be a spy or something? Or she had like these three different like point of views or personalities or something? I was just like, okay. Um, as much as I was not excited after listening to Madame X. For Madame X. Uh, and then she had, like, all these, like, um, special attention. I'm not going to say controversial things happen, but very much, like, special attention. Uh, things going on with her tour, like, no photographs. I'm not doing old songs. I'm only doing new songs. Like, bitch, well, you, you ain't going to have an audience. Um... But yeah, so the Madame X live randomly, see, nobody was talking about this really until it came out. Or I guess she just released it, or I guess. That's what it seemed like. Just randomly one night. It was like Monday night or Sunday night. They're like, Madame X is going to be available tomorrow. I was like, okay. <laughs> Let's take a listen. So my overall, I'll leave like, the hard horror shit for the last part, but I only have like two things to say about Manamax live. Um, she sounded like she was out of breath. <laughs> Madonna is my mother's age, who also is Michael Jackson's age, who also, I didn't know what Prince's age, which is how long, like 62, 63. Uh, Madonna does not sound great as she has gotten older that last Madame X album was so auto-tune heavy, and it was just like 300, not even three, it was like 300 different beats in one song at points in time. It just wasn't my flavor. <laughs> but some of the songs did sound great live. Like, I did like, I think, um, Crazy. I enjoyed that song. Also, I think that was a single. Uh... And then she had this one, like, chanting song. Okay, maybe one of the Madam X songs will be the song of the week. God Control. I do enjoy God Control. That's probably, like, the only one that I have saved in my Madonna playlist. Why did I take my glasses off? Like, I can't read without them. Jeez Louise. Um... Yeah, Madonna, I mean, Madonna's Madonna. She just sounded like she was out of breath or she was, like, tired or something. I know she had, like, uh, like a foot in, or, like, a leg injury 
during that tour, the last part of the tour. So I'm like, maybe that was like the pain coming out in her breathing or something like that. But some of the songs she sounded out of breath on. Um, Madonna's not the best singer in the world. We all know that. So it's kind of difficult when Madonna wants to sing in a different language that I really want to pay attention because it doesn't sound good. She was like, you guys, you guys won't believe. And the audio is like fucked up or something going in and out of like this weird audio. You guys won't believe it. While I was in Portugal, I was, um, what was I doing, you guys? Oh, I was like, I had studied this one song and it's in Spanish. You guys want to hear it? Okay, I'm going to sing it for you. Like, no. <laughs> I didn't want to hear you sing Spanish in the 80s. I don't want to hear you sing Spanish in the 90s. And I definitely don't want to hear you sing Spanish in 2019. Thank you, Madonna. That was horrible. It was horrible, you guys. It was like, what is this mess? So, let's also talk about how fake Madonna is. I think I spoke about it um, earlier this year or whatever. When Madonna was like, she was very anti-Lady Gaga. (laughs) Let's call it. She was very anti-Lady Gaga, and Lady Gaga's feelings were crushed. Lady Gaga's feelings were so bad. Her hurt so bad by Madonna. She even, in her 5'2 documentary on Netflix, she was like, smoking her, smoking her cigarette, like, yeah, you guys, you guys know what? Madonna's a bitch. <laughs> She's such a bitch towards me. Like, I didn't do anything to, 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 to deserve that. <laughs> she was such a bitch. And be, Madonna really was a bitch. To Lady Gaga. Over a fucking song. Like. It, it couldn't have been like the comparisons. Because honestly. Lady Gaga was like. Extreme. In her. Like fashions. And. It was maybe dance music. Pop music. Still the same. I don't know. I'm not going to go there because I'm not a huge Madonna fan, nor am I a huge um, Madonna librarian. So I don't really know about, you know, 80s, 90s Madonna like that. Excuse me. But she is uh, coming up with a movie. But back to what I was saying. So she was a bitch towards Lady Gaga over this song and calling her reductive, sipping her tea. But the second Lady Gaga, the you guys, the second Lady Gaga won that Oscar for A Star Is Born. No, no, no. For um, Shallow being like whatever best most motion picture song in a movie. The second she won that award, she was kissing her ass. The second she won that award, you have pictures of Lady Gaga and Madonna backstage holding the Oscar. Like, you fake-ass bitch. Get the fuck out of here. You fake-ass, non-singing-ass, auto-tune-ass bitch. You are so fake. I cannot, but I, I was just like, this lady is so fake. She is so fake. Okay, so then we have the... Uh, 
crap. What's that tour called? Not the Rebel Heart. The one where all the buffs are on with Nikki and. <sighs> Sorry, guys. I'm trying to bring it up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Come on, phone. My phone takes forever to bring up Spotify. Uh, my daughter. You could say I'm crazy. No, 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 loca. That was a good song, Madonna. I like that one live. We have... Oh, the... The Confessions Tour. I love the Confessions Tour. I love the MDA. MDNA World Tour, right? So we have the MDNA World Tour. That was in like 11, 2011-ish. 2012. Yeah, 2012, I think. Right? And Homegirl wants to bring out Express Yourself, which is allegedly the song that, which I don't hear. <laughs> I don't hear it. The alleged song that Born This Way was melodically or like, uh, yeah, I think it was melodically, they say. It's not even like the beat. It's literally not the beat. I don't, I don't guys, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. It's just like it's frustrating because I don't get it. Like I don't hear it. So I'm like, you're just making shit up just to be p petty and messy. Um, express yourself, lady, uh, homegirl sung it the first time in like 20, 30 years. <laughs> and now she's singing it all the fucking time. Like I was like, get the fuck out of here. Because on uh, Madam X Live, she sings it on that tour. And I'm just like, you know what? You got to go somewhere. You really got to go somewhere. Because you were not thinking about this song until Lady Gaga, quote unquote, not wrote it, wrote a song, quote unquote, similar to it. But the song went number one, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck. Madonna. I don't know what left Madonna has to give to us, to be honest. And it's not in a ageist way. It's in sort of like a talent way. Like, how much more autotune, girl, are you going to... How much more autotune is going to sound good on your voice? How many more beats are going to sound... Like... And this album, I think, was like mostly inspired by her time in Pulcher... 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 Wait... Portugal, right? Over there in Europe. Because her son, who she's always had, like, I guess this crazy thing with, like, after the divorce with, um, what's his name? Reggie, Eddie, Guy Richie. Uh, her son wanted to do, like, full-time... Uh, soccer so she's like okay we'll just move to portugal and <laughs> the soccer capital quote-unquote of the world i guess um so yeah very shocked like adopt the babies madonna do the charities do the film work the music <sighs> i don't know i don't know because I'm like, girl, you ain't never thought about Express Yourself until 
right now. Like, I screamed when I heard her start singing Express Yourself. And I do understand that, so, like, a lot of Madonna songs, when you're going through your evolution and your realization of stuff, sometimes that stuff is timeless. And it does reflect you know, some stuff is not going away as we see, like sexism, racism, expressing yourself. Um, I love, uh, I'm not your bitch. Did I say something wrong? Human nature. I love human nature. Uh, I love human nature. That's such a classic song, and such the lyrics are so relevant, even from nineteen. I was like nineteen ninety four to now. Like classic, Vogue classic song. Well, whatever we made it a classic, but it's such great songs. Like you're not one thing I don't understand about Madonna and the Madonna fans is that what's it called? Pray yourself, pray, lift every voice and pray. What's the song called? Hold on. Uh, <laughs> like a prayer, I it doesn't resonate with me. So I'm just like, okay, <laughs> go ahead and sing it. I'm not paying attention. Um, what are your thoughts on that Madonna thing? It's so weird to me. You guys, Josh Stone is coming out with a new album. Now at this point, Josh Stone is pretty much like quote-unquote independent so she kind of does need to tell us when she's coming out with a new album she doesn't need to like spring it on us but like i said a couple weeks ago that instagram post was deleted because she was like hey guys this is a photo of me recording my new video for my new song and actually Joss hasn't recorded oh no no she did do a video for that last album wait no she didn't do a video for I think the last video she shot was for Soul Sessions 2 for the incredible song, The Love We Had On My Mind. Oh, beautiful song. Her rendition, I don't know the other song, the original. Her vocals, the production, the song. Oh, incredible. Incre incredible, right? Um, but yeah, she had like deleted that post and then I just saw her Instagram stories of the man, she was like, no, uh, no, 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 no. It was like, the the man who was mixing and mastering it posted a picture or like a little video or something saying, I am mixing and mastering J.R. Stone's new album. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited. At this point, it's kind of like shaky with some, not even some artists, like shaky with everybody. Like I'm scared of Beyonce, like the new Beyonce music. I'm scared. The new Rihanna music. I really don't care. But like, I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm real nervous, you guys. <sighs> I'm nervous. Because I did not like Joss Stone's last... I told you guys, I don't like... I didn't like her last single. Um, Nicki Minaj. Nisty... Nicki... Mickey Mickey Mama Mickey Mama Mickey Mamaj. What that dude called? I forgot what that little boy called her. I mean, little girl called her. So Nikki, which is gonna lead me into after the break, I'm gonna talk about Miss Jesse Nelson. Nikki has a new song out with Jesse Nelson called Boys, which I'll talk about after the break. But 
Nikki has been telling us that she's co-hosting the Potomac or Housewives of Potomac, which I really do love. I've been, I've watched the show since the beginning. I'm not going to get into the colorism and stuff like that because the thing is, I see it as I see it as everybody needs to be held accountable, especially Giselle. I'm honestly, it's really Giselle. Giselle has gotten away with so much stuff and not been able not apologize really or taking accountability for her actions on the show which she does Giselle really doesn't give Virgos a good luck someone who else doesn't give Virgos a good luck um there's a couple people that do not give Virgos the best luck and it's just Tyler Perry sometimes Tyler Perry with his stubbornness doesn't give Virgos a good luck (laughs) Giselle doesn't give Virgos a good luck but I'm just like, Giselle has done so much on the show, and I feel like she hasn't been held accountable. And, yeah. So, Nikki's hosting the reunion, or part of the reunion, of course. I don't think she's hosting the, Of course, she's not hosting the whole thing. Her and those awkward pictures of Andy Cohen were so weird. Um, but this brings me to Mia and Candace, who are, like, having, like, the biggest fight of the season. I don't care for Candace because Candace to me is just like, first of all, okay, it's not fair that she's short, but like the girl is really tiny and she really looks like a little kid. Um, and then she like used to wear that ugly burgundy red hair, like I think that matched her mom's hair. And it was just like, oh God, awful. And now she like, I just feel like Candace wears so much makeup. Like, I feel like a lot of the women either wear, like, a light or a medium. But I feel like Candace wears so much makeup. And her face is always made up. Always. Smoky eye. I'm going to the gym with it. What are you going to the gym with a smoky eye for? What are you going to the gym with these giant-ass lashes on for? Like, it... This doesn't look good. That's my thing with Candace. Her mouth is very slick. She does have a nasty mouth. But, like, okay, everybody kind of does on the show. Um, I don't really... I didn't really care for Candace, but I'm like, if you think about it throughout the seasons, Candace has really carried her own. She... Her dynamic with the other women make the show more interesting. Whether, I mean, pretty much, she's always fighting with somebody on the show. And she, I just, and also with that thing with, like, Karen, I felt like she was very selfish. Like, you can't tell people how to support other people when you don't like them. Like, Monique and, uh, what's her name? Karen were friends before you came on the show. Why would she just stop supporting her? Whatever. Or whatever. And then, like, you get on the show and you're on there for, like, a year. And you're like, oh, she is my big sister in my head. 
It's like you've known her for a year. Calm down. Six months. Because you guys are you guys only shoot six months out of the year. Oh, Jesus. Oh, but me and Candace. So they get into this fight, right? And I think I see Mia as we've seen evidence of Mia saying to her husband, I just want, you know, the best for her. We've been through some stuff marital and work-wise, so I just want to sort of bring that advice to her. But she didn't say, I want to bring that advice to her. She's just, like, bringing concern. And I feel like if Mia kind of expressed that, she was just concerned about certain things or, like, her marriage and her marriage becoming her a business and marriage type thing because at that point, hopefully no longer... Candace, who I reviewed her album. Uh, you can check that out. I reviewed her and Little Nas X's album, Deep Space and Montero, a couple of weeks ago. It's it's up. It's up. If it's stuck, it's up. Go ahead and listen to it and share it, or if you want to. Um, but yeah, I just feel like Mia and Candace. I just feel like if... Um, Mia just expressed that I would just have concern that, you know, your husband is on your manager. That might not be the best mix because clearly things are going on. And low-key, I feel like Mia might be a better manager for Candace. Just low-key. Um, that's, all, that's all. I feel like if she would express that, we wouldn't have probably gotten as far as, you know, lettuce being thrown and your mamas and shit like that. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to our first sponsor, who is Anchor. And when I come back, we're going to speak on, I'm going to talk about uh, Miss Josie Nielsen and her black fishing and her fucking lies. Josie Nielsen. Okay, here we go. Back again with Miss Nielsen. Shout out to this uh, telephone. There might be some extras always sounding, probably like some sound extra sounding stuff. I don't know what that is because I'm not even moving a lot. Um, but Jesse Nelson. So first of all, Jesse Nelson has a new song out. And uh, about a month ago, I think, or like a week ago or two weeks ago, something like that. She announced this song, but, like, nobody was talking about it. Like, I wasn't really expecting Jesse to... Jesse from Little Mix, you know, last time we talked about Jesse, a couple... Like, last month, um, we talked about Jesse breaking, breaking free from Little Mix because of a whole bunch of stuff, but mainly it was stuff that I feel like she was covering. She was covering up something. Not covering up, but, like... Saying it was something, but it was really mainly something else. Just slightly sketchy in a sense. Oh, mainly the sketchy sense, the sketchy thing that even in this article with, I think it's Vulture Magazine, she talks about, um, they keep bringing up, you know, why did you leave? She brings up a whole bunch of other stuff and it's like, okay, you left the group because you felt pressure of oh lord I didn't mean to get into it like this you left the group because you felt pressure to leave to you felt pressure like being compared to other, the other women and you being compared uh your like own body stuff and being quote unquote bullied 
you left that group, but you didn't like leave the spotlight. You left the group and just wanted to become solo and to like do things on your own term. But I'm like, you're still being criticized. You're still being, uh, I'm not gonna say bully, but you still are having like sort of negative attention towards you. So like, what's the point besides you quote unquote being happier or trying not to fit into, I guess that trying not to fit into something that you don't want to be into anymore. Um, but she had the song, right? The song comes out. Uh, I mean, like nobody was talking about the song. Like I didn't know, uh, a barb on my timeline. I follow, uh, I guess it was a barb, um, a barb. And he was like, I saw him say Jesse, that new Jesse, Nikki, uh, Nikki's song, Nikki, oh, Nikki's verse on that new Jesse song, on that Jesse song sounded incredible. So I didn't think anything of it until I was with a friend and the friend was like, do you know anything about this like new Nicki Minaj song or with Jesse? I was like, Jesse? Jesse Nielsen? Like, what? I was like, oh, it's clicking. Like, oh. So I go to her Instagram and I see, you know, like a week or two months ago or something like that. The, uh, it's coming out soon thing is on. And so I'm like, okay, nobody's talking about it. Like, it is weird. So I think it's been out for almost a week now. Um, the song... The song is basic. Mostly the video is getting a lot of attention because of her blackfishing. And if you don't know what blackfishing is, go look it up. I think it's just like another term of, um, you know, trying to be black, basically. <laughs> you know, they come up with new terms for everything these days. So that's basically what it is. Um, the video... Most of the comments on the video, the video had like, I think like 8 million yesterday when I looked at it, it had like 8 million views. I'm pretty sure like 7.5 million of those views are from the barbs because nothing, absolutely nothing in the comments were really talking about the song or talking about Jesse. It was all like Nicki Minaj love. And I'm not gonna lie, Nicki's verse is really good. Um, Nicki had, I think, like a week ago or a couple, yeah, at this point, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago, Nikki had, I think, shot her part for the video because she still had that, or maybe it was just a wig and I'm just like tripping. But anyway, no, it probably was like a year or a week or two, three weeks ago um, that they shot this video because uh, she had that like unicorn thingy on it. The video as a whole, like the visual and the conceptualization was pretty cute but you know you get all these like i don't know if they were actually in london or if these were like british boys the song is called boys um basic ass lyrics i think because of, i was looking at the credits and i think because it has like this bad boy uh sample i think maybe that's why it had so many writers on it because it literally had like 12 people on the credit list. And I was like, what's going on here? Uh, but the video, the video is cute. The video is cool. There's lots of reaction videos out there. Uh, what was I going to say? The, uh, P Diddy makes a cameo in it and he's like talking and he's like, 
Jesse or Little Mix or whatever you're calling yourself now. I'm like, that is so shady, so unnecessary. Why did they do this to her? It was just, it wasn't necessary, especially now that I think all of the, or she, the headline yesterday I saw was like, Jesse unfollows all of her um, Little Mix bandmates from Instagram, unfollows from Instagram. And so I'm like, does she do it or does her team do it? So we'll talk about her team and their doings in a few seconds. But uh, I just found that part so shady and so unnecessary that Diddy, they got Diddy in this mess talking about whatever you're calling yourself. Like, just let the, let the child be her own or try to be her own. We'll talk about that. Um, but I don't know if, like, these dudes were, like, in London or in America, but they were, like, she, her lyrics are like some some about the hood. The guys are in like Thames and all these like braids and shit. And I'm like, is this American? She's Brit. She's a British white woman, basically. Not basically. She is a British white woman, and she's quote unquote. She's kind of black. She is acting a little hood, a little black. You know, the lip liner, the curly curl hair, the Thames. Like, bitch, why are you wearing Tams? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so she did this article with Vulture. Is it Vulture? Yeah, Vulture Magazine, an interview. Um, and she talks about her, she said, my passion is R&B and hip-hop from the 90s and early 2000s. That's what I grew up on. It's the music I've always wanted to make, so I feel quite liberating. So it feels quite liberating. But I'm just like, <coughs> why are you trying to make music from the, oh, I'm like, my, <laughs> I have this screenshot, and I'm like, when did I charge my phone up for it to be on 79%? Because it was just, like, low a few seconds ago. Um, I'm like... Okay, so you're now going to try to make this music and, of course, sample. Now we're seeing you're sampling this 90s music. Why don't you just make current R&B music or current, like, pop R&B music? Like, what's wrong with that? Why do you have to, like, sample the shit? Why do you have to be dated, in a sense? Like, why don't you just be current with what the times are with, like, R&B music and shit? Like, if you don't really do it, do, like, Summer Walker and Ariana Lennox and, like, Doja Cat and all the, and, like, Megan. Do, like, that sound. Make it current. Make it infused with you. Don't be giving us, like, early 2000s beats. Like, get the fuck out of here. I think that's the problem with, like, a lot of music now. People are tired of, like, the samples and the retro feel that it's giving. And it's, like... I personally don't care because I love a little, I like dance music. So it's weird. Oh, what is this person? I'm not going to talk about so much about her leaving because I think she keeps the main things are the label was not great anymore since they switched labels. I think it was like psycho. They went from psycho to like RCA or something like that. Uh, the fans, she was getting bullied and felt like she had to feel pressure to, like, fit in with this group that she didn't feel. I think that was it. Okay, yeah, that might have been it. Um, 
let's get on to the black fishing. So the interviewer asked, there's a notable shift in the way that you've marketed than now than you were marketing before. As if yourself now, as if you're an R&B, wait, as an R&B pop star, in response, you've been accused of black fishing. Allegations that went presented to you by The Guardian in August. You seem surprised by it. You seem surprised by it. On reflection, do you understand the points that are being made? She says, the whole time I was in Little Mix, I never got any of that. And then it came out of the band, and people all of a sudden were saying it. I wasn't on social media at the time, so I let my team deal with it because that was that because that was when I just left. I just left. I mean, I like, I love black culture. I love black music. That's all I know is what I, (laughs) excuse me. I'm laughing. Like this sounds so fucking ridiculous. (coughs) I am aware that I'm a white British woman. I never said that I wasn't. You know what you're doing. You acting like you don't know what you're doing is bullshit. It's bullshit. Everybody who is appropriating another culture, at this point in 2021, you have to know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Just like with this, like, vaccine shit, and a bunch of people, um... Like, it's just the, like, I'm going to make a correlation to how it doesn't make sense. Like, you're saying you're not going to take the vaccine because you need to do your research on it. Well, if everybody's doing their research on it, shouldn't y'all have come up with something by now? It's, we're going on almost a year since they've uh, created the vaccine, actually. We're going up on almost a year, and y'all talking about Y'all need to do your research on why you're not going to take it. Well, what, what have you come up with yet? Because I know it's a it's a lot of more people saying, don't take the vaccine. I mean, the the I'm not saying it's a lot more people, but it's a lot like their enthusiasm and their presence of giving out information about not taking the vaccine is a lot more than the people who are saying take the vaccine. If that makes sense. Just like, you know what you're doing at this point. You got to you, you absolutely do know what you're doing and you don't want to be called out on it. Um, what the fuck does that mean? I love black music. I love black culture. That's all I know is what I grew up on. Where the fuck did you live? How is that all you know? Her voice is really good on the song. I'm not going to... The lyrics are basic. It's a catchy hook, of course. The beat is like whatever. Um... Well, no, whatever. It's a pretty good song. It's just like the lyrics are pretty basic. Typical, you know, I want a bad, bad boy type shit. Um, 
So many of the people of color have said that they've called you out for blackfishing in the comments of your Instagram, but they've been blocked by your account as a result. She says, I don't know about that. Maybe it was my team. So your team was out here deleting comments. Oh, and then wait. Okay, I think this is where she backs it up. She's supposed to have a um, interview, a second part to the Vulture interview to talk about the blackfishing situation. And she denied twice. Nielsen canceled two scheduled follow-up question, follow-up calls to discuss blackfishing and identity in greater detail. Instead, her publicist sent over the following statement on her behalf. I take all those comments made seriously. I would never intentionally do anything to make myself look racially, racially ambiguous. So that's why I initially shocked that the term was directed at me. Um, Skin-wise, people were like saying, you know, she's like dark in her skin. I don't know. I don't think so. It didn't look like it. She still look white woman to me, but it was just, you know, the the clothing and, of course, you know, the dancing. And it's, I don't know. Black culture is always in pop culture. I know the comments relating to this have previously been deleted from my IG account. I only found, oh, yes, I only found out afterwards that a member of my management team had deleted comments. I've spent years being bullied online, so I limit the amount I go on socials. My management has access to my account. And they were trying to protect me and my mental health. Well, girl, if you're so triggered and so bothered by social media being bullied and shit, girl, you don't need to be on it. Like, get the fuck off. Like, she's so very contradictory. I want to be in the spotlight, but I don't want to be bullied. I want to be on social media. I need to be on social media, but I don't want to be bullied. But then you have like this subdivision of people calling you out on your shit and you're acting like you don't see it or you don't know about it. It's coming off very fake. <sighs> Lord. And I saw the, uh, the Vulture magazine was like the article named... Who is Jesse Nelson, Nelson without um, Little Mix? I didn't think it was going to be a, a interview. I thought it was going to be like, you know, a little, let me get my thoughts out about what's going to happen with her career. Um, we'll see what the next single is going to do. I don't, I'm not 100% into it. I'm just saying, you know, what the next single is going to do because Nikki, I think, carried the song for her, not in a way of like lyrically or anything, but like as a attention, attention wise, Nikki definitely carried the song for her. So we'll see what the next single does. I know the video had like 8 million views, but the, um, like the song had a couple thousand, uh, plays on YouTube. What what are your thoughts on this? I think she's full of bullshit. I think she's full of shit. You absolutely know what you're doing. There's no way you don't know what you're doing, Jesse. There's no way. We all know. We see you. I, we can see everything. And I believe one of the little mix, the black woman, I didn't know one. I thought they were all white women, except for the black girl. But I learned today that the, um, 
this other woman, she's not white. She's uh like from she's like Arab descent and Egypt and um yeah. She's a brown woman. Uh but one of the black women liked this video of this other person talking about Jesse Nielsen blackfishing or looking racially ambiguous. I was just like, girl, we know. We know what you're doing. And people are calling you out for it. I don't think a lot of people are really, like I said, I don't think a lot of people are supporting this song for her. Ugh, it's ridiculous. Um, That's all I have to say about Miss Nielsen. Ugh. So back, back, back to quickly end out this wonderful episode of the Dare Show podcast. I want to talk to talk about um something I found crazy that Lonnie Love had posted about um Judge Judy's former bailiff at this point, or the Judge Judy show bailiff um bird and i was kind of confused you know lonnie love i find her beard to be very messy for it even like post this it's like on your page girl i find it to be very messy um i find her to be very messy especially on the real there's like clips of her being like kind of shady and messy which totally goes against her like sort of stance, I guess. It's like you words don't necessarily match your actions. Uh yeah, Lonnie Love. But shout out to Lonnie Love back in the day with Chelsea lately. That's how I was like, where do I know this woman from? Chelsea lately. Remember Chelsea lately, everybody, with Lonnie and uh the redhead, I mean, dark hair woman and Chewy who passed away. Like, oh my God. Okay, we're going to go off this. Um, But anyway, so she posted this uh, little like clip and I had just went and see to look at the article about um, Bird not being her bailiff anymore. And so basically he was like, um, I asked her, was I going to be a part of it? And she kind of basically told me no. And insinuated, like, they wouldn't be able to afford you. And he's like, well, you're not even giving me a chance to take a lower pay. (laughs) You know, Judge Judy, her syndicated show ended after 20, I think it was like 25 years. When the pandemic happened, I was like, how is this going to happen? How is this going to end? But they, they made it work. And so now she has this other new show, which is a little bit more modern i think that the clips that i've seen is kind of like basically like what these other courtroom shows are doing basically but i'm like she was doing so whatever it's none of my business um i was so obsessed with judge judy at one point i was so obsessed i was obsessed with judge judy at one point i was obsessed with will of fortune at one point i think this one i like <laughs> didn't really have a job <laughs> No, 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 no. Towards the beginning of this job that I work at now, I would tape Judge Judy and come home and watch her like late at night. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But Judge Judy's a good time. She's a good fun. Um, so, yeah, he was just like... And then also Bird has his wife, who also was a, a producer on the Judge Judy show. She had brain cancer. So he was like trying to get the brain cancer schedule going on, focusing on her health. But he was just like, they never asked me. She never asked me and <laughs> she never asked me to even take a lower salary. But I'm like, Judge Judy, you're getting paid how much money? And you mean to tell me you were not going to... No, she didn't have to because I do actually see their relationship as a work relationship. For 25 years, they weren't friends. I'm not saying they weren't friends in the relationship, but they weren't friends before her show, right? If I'm not mistaken, he like sent a letter in or something like that. Or like, I think, wait, never mind. Wasn't he a part of their her um, courtroom? And so, or something like that. And he, like, found out that she was getting a show, and she he sent a letter into her saying, if you're going to do a show about court and stuff, you're going to need um, a bailiff. And I'm looking for a job, quote-unquote. Not looking for a job, but I'm available. And so she's like, hey, that's how we, quote-unquote, got into this relationship, this, this business relationship. So I'm just like... At the end of the day, it just seemed like a business relationship. It wasn't like, you know, Bird's family, even though I think they kind of gave that impression that they did hang out and stuff like that. Um, So, he's like, it ended pleasantly enough. I think she understood how confused and dismay I was after being there for 25 years and from the beginning of her career and not being at least given the opportunity to say whether or not I want to continue that relationship. So he said he's going to move on to his acting and voice work. And she has this new show. I don't know how well it's doing. But shout out to Judge Judy. It is a little, it's slightly shady if you think about it. It really is slightly shady. Shout out to Judge Judy. Still, I hear Pop locking and dropping it at like 83, 84. Um... Let me know what you thought about this episode, the topics of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, my love, my need tonight is my Instagram. You can leave a comment on the YouTube page. I always put up a YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. I had great, I had such a fun time doing this show. Let me know what you think about Madonna because I really want to know. The song of the week, let's make it God Control by Madam Live, Madam X Live. And on that note, I'll be back next week for another topics and more music and more fun. Until then, bye. Yeah.